0: A sustainable fashion supporter, welcome to Recloseted Radio, a podcast dedicated to fashion sustainability and equipping you with the knowledge to do better in the world. I'm your host, Selina Ho, and I promise to support you on this journey to right the harmful fashion industry. You ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back. In today's episode, I'm joined by a special guest, and her name is Bianca Bellantoni. She is the owner and designer behind the beautiful, sustainable brand called Bellantoni, and I actually had the pleasure of working with her because she was one of my former clients. If you didn't know, Recloseted is a consulting agency, and we work with sustainable fashion brands to help them grow and scale through our business consulting and also marketing services. Because I've worked really closely with Bianca in the past four months, I know her brand really well and I know that we're going to have an amazing conversation and I can't wait for you to hear it and learn from her. Also, if you're a sustainable fashion brand owner or you know someone that has a sustainable fashion brand that you think would benefit from our services, please let them know that they can check out our newly designed website at www.recloseted.com and they can also book a free 60-minute consultation with me. And during those 60 minutes, we can chat about whatever business problem they're facing or I can just give them advice or I can even do a website audit or Instagram audit, whatever they need. And to book a consultation, all they have to do is visit www.recloseted.com backslash consultation. And I will also link this all in the show notes. So without further ado, let's get into the interview with Bianca. To kick things off, Bianca, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi guys, my name is Bianca
1: and I am the founder and designer behind the sustainable and cruelty-free clothing label Bellantoni. Thank you so much, Selena, for having me on your podcast.
0: Yeah, of course. I am so excited to have you on today and I have some questions that we're going to go through, so why don't we get into it? To start us off, I would love to hear how you would describe the Bellantoni brand and your style of garments that you design.
1: So Bellantoni was started uh, just over two years ago and I really wanted to create a brand that helped women dress well while still being kind to animals, people and the planet. So we use all sustainable certified textiles. Um, Everything's always cruelty free and made in Vancouver, BC. Style I'd say is kind of business casual. I wanted pieces that could easily fit into your wardrobe um, that you can dress up for work
0: or dress down for the weekend. Yeah and I feel like Bianca's designs are super nice and to her point like it's very business casual and I feel like there's not a lot of brands out there that are sustainable and have that style so it's definitely a great option. And my next question is actually wondering if you can walk us through your fashion journey.
1: Going way back I think my interest in fashion started after high school, because I had to wear a uniform for most of my life, so when I was 18, I could finally wear clothing that expressed my style. So I was actually really into fast fashion. I remember scrolling up Forever 21 and being so excited about all the different styles that I could finally wear. And then, I ended up applying for fashion school because I always wanted to pursue a career that was creative and um, I got into Ryerson and in Kwantlen and decided that I would travel to Toronto and go to Ryerson and pursue a career in fashion. Within my first year that's kind of where I learned about the dark side of the industry and all of the different things that go on behind the scenes and it kind of really shocked me and it was really sad because I had just moved across the country to pursue finally a career that I was excited about. So after a lot of contemplating I realized that um, the only way to make a change was to stay in it and so I went through fashion school for four years and got my degree and uh, finished with kind of like a focus on sustainability. My final collection was almost 100% biodegradable, didn't use any zippers, and I kind of took that with me to create the brand Bellantoni, just over a year after graduating.
0: Awesome, thank you so much for sharing. And I think it's so inspiring that you went from, you know, shopping fast fashion, going to fashion school realizing this, and now starting your own sustainable fashion line. I think that's really awesome. And so I think you touched on it a little bit, but can you tell us why sustainability is important to you?
1: Just sustainability in general, like, it affects all of us in our daily lives. And we're seeing more and more evidence of it now with, like, microfibers being in the fish that people eat and in our waters and... I mean, it's not its not sustainable, it's not healthy. And just hearing about the toxins that are going on our skin, and I think just it's affecting us, and something has to be done. And so if I'm going to be in an industry that's causing a lot of harm, I want to at least be that change and see what I can do about it. So sustainability is very important.
0: <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with you, and I think that it's really important to talk more about these issues like we are today and so i'm wondering if you can describe the end to end process of your brand so you know everything from you getting the idea of a style of top for example to you sourcing the material to manufacturing it and then transporting and selling it so all that stuff because i think that will be quite eye-opening in terms of how the sustainability behind that works
1: so usually For the process of making a collection, I'll start with an inspiration, so I'll go on Pinterest. I'll find uh, really unique photography, um, experiment with poetry, any kind of creative art process. Um, That's kind of, that's what I love doing. Um, And then from there I start with sketches and fabric selection because I find that if I have this idea in my head of this garment, it's usually really hard to find the specific fabric that could um, actually be used for the garment. So I kind of do the sketching and um, fabric selection at the same time. And I choose a wholesaler that has uh, fabrics that are certified. And usually these certifications like uh, GOTS, which is the Global Organic Textile Standard, or Tech, Standard 100, or the Lensing Tencel brand. All of those fabrics have those certifications because the suppliers went through a very extensive uh, auditing process and paid to have these certifications with their suppliers. So having that kind of just gives that extra trust on um, why the fabric is sustainable and the people who are making it are in safe conditions and are paid fairly. There's a lot of that that goes into it Um, and then I I end up sketching for like a few weeks until I finally decide on the styles too that are going to fit different body types. I don't use zippers so it's hard to have a lot of fitted garments. And then after that's done then I make the patterns so these are for the first samples that's kind of time consuming because I do those all by hand. Um, I have worked with a pattern maker who has a software and does it on the computer, but yeah, I make make the patterns and then I make the first samples and do a fitting. So that's usually where you find all the errors. You make sure that the garment fits properly, that you can move your arms, you can sit, (laughs) you can eat. And then from there, we take all of the adjustments, fix those on the patterns, and then make another sample. And for me, that first sample, um, I was fortunate enough that my grandma used to sew, and she had a lot of leftover fabrics. So I use all of those to make the first draft. And then usually a second draft is made from the actual sustainable materials that the garment would be made from. Yeah, and then from there, once we have the perfect fit, then... We go into production, we do the photo shoot, and everything goes on the website. Uh, make sure we have as much information available to you as possible, and then
0: you can shop. <laughs> wow, thanks for taking us through that. I think that was really detailed and really eye-opening. I actually have a question. Is there a reason why you don't use zippers? Is it because like, the metal doesn't break down, or what are your thoughts behind that? I haven't found a very sustainable
1: zipper like a lot of them are plastic or if you use an invisible zipper um, those are made from plastic most of the time and then I guess metal ones it's a different style and also it's harder to reuse metal zippers Um, I do use some metal in the garment closures by using clasp but they're also on one so you can adjust the garment and if the garment was to be thrown in a landfill to Uh, or a a compost to biodegrade, you could take those off and reuse them. So I just haven't found a sustainable zipper, which is why.
0: And you mentioned that, you know, designing the garments can take you a couple weeks. And so sometimes when you're on deadlines and you have to get lines out, how do you still stay creative? I'd love to hear your process on that.
1: That is a very good question. I think a variety of different ways so I'm always kind of thinking about my business or thinking about designs like if I'll see something um, that inspires me I'll like draw something in my head <laughs> um, so kind of always creating keeping your eyes open But other ways can be like doing crafts with friends or doing creative things just in general or being around creativity, like going to concerts, like being inspired by the musicians who are so like encapsulated in the art that they're creating Mm -hmm. or going to plays. Um, I think just being around creativity helps.
0: It kind of rubs off on me. So that would be my advice. Yeah, I love that. And beyond just, you know, designing the garment, I also am more curious to deep dive into the materials you use. So you mentioned, you know, you don't use zippers because you haven't found a sustainable one yet. But I do know from working with you that you like to use, for example, hemp and tinsel. So I was wondering if you could talk more about why you use those fabrics.
1: I've tested with a bunch of different fabrics and I found that the woven ones um, that are organic cotton and hemp and tensile they've lasted and they've been the best material just for durability sake the tensile that I use surprisingly doesn't like the wrinkles fall out of it in some of the fabrics which is nice and same with the organic cotton and hemp canvas fabric that I've been using so yeah a lot of the it's durability and those ones are more sustainable than using like a bamboo knit even if it is Mm -hmm. certified. Um so trying to keep it as clean as possible and making sure the fabric's durable because you don't want a sustainable garment that falls apart.
0: (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah, and I guess just touching on bamboo knit. In the handbook I talk about bamboo as you know and it's hard because it grows really fast. But It's just, I know they use so many chemicals, turn it into a soft fabric that we would actually like to wear. So actually, I think it's been pretty disregarded as a sustainable fabric, but is that, you know, part of why you don't use it?
1: Yeah, that's why I've tried to not use it. Um, I have experimented with it in the past and have had fabrics with it, but they were made in a closed loop way and... Mm -hmm. They were Ucotech Standard 100 certified, so there were no chemicals and toxic dyes in the fabric. They were actually tested for that. Um, but yeah, preferably to not use bamboo would be best, just
0: for the reasons that you just stated. After working with you, I do know a bit about your manufacturing, but I would love to have you tell um, the listeners more about it as well because I think that you have some great manufacturing practices.
1: For right now, I've currently been drafting and sewing everything myself. It's hard to find manufacturers that are local, that sew really well, that have prices that are fair to them and fair to the designer when you have very small minimums. So that's kind of been something that I've slowly been looking at and just doing it myself for now. I have a studio in East Vancouver that Um, it's just shared space and that's where I produce everything Um, and we do made to order right now so that uh, we don't have a lot of excess stock because that is another form of waste if you don't sell that but I am in the process of um, working with some local seamstresses and kind of doing it a slower way instead of
0: jumping right into a big manufacturer and making like hundreds of garments Yeah, that's amazing. And speaking of scraps, do you want to talk about how you try to eliminate waste in your line?
1: Yeah, for sure. This kind of goes back to when I was still in school and I learned about textile waste and just like how much fabric goes to the landfill, Uh, especially in pre-production. That was something that was really eye-opening, even as someone who has done the cut and sew, like there are a lot of fabric scraps, despite how you place the, the patterns on the fabric to cut them, like you're still gonna have some tiny cut pieces. So that was something that was really important to me when I started my brand, was to figure out a way to reuse these. And so right now I've been reusing kind of the bigger scrap pieces to produce uh, scrunchies, as well as headbands. And then there's still um, smaller pieces of fabric and thread uh, that just it's too small to make anything with so Mm. right now i'm producing pet beds which i donate to local shelters and i am hoping to create some other stuff which you will have to find out
0: i think it's amazing that not only do you collect everything which takes an extra level of consciousness but you also take the effort to do something with it and not just send it to the landfill or donate it so yeah good for you And I would love to hear what you wish other apparel brands would do more or less of. I
1: think more transparency, which is a big topic and people are demanding more of it, but I still think we do need more of that, even just on big companies' websites and like why they're choosing to use certain fabrics, how how are they dyed, um, what are they doing with their textile waste, they have a recycling program how are they recycling the the garments so i think just more transparency and being open kind of like a lot of the smaller brands are doing this so i think it would be really good to see that from the bigger brands cuz they probably are struggling with this as well cuz it's a lot harder to make change when you are a big company so maybe be more transparent about their struggles as well then they can get help i think that would be nice to see
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think that bigger brands do need to be more transparent. They have bigger budgets, they have bigger audiences, so they can also enact more change. So yeah, totally agree with you. And I would also love to learn what's the biggest lesson you've learned so far in starting your own business and brand. I
1: think one of the biggest lessons for me is to learn to ask for help. And kind of with that saying, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: just feel like I can take on a lot, and especially I think a lot of entrepreneurs do that, do this, especially at the beginning. They do everything. They put on every single hat, and then it's hard to know when you hire someone or when you spend money for this, because it's you're starting a business and it's also expensive. So I think learning to juggle that and yeah, being okay to ask for help, that's been the biggest thing for me.
0: I love that, and I think it's so true, like, as entrepreneurs, we can take it upon ourselves to do everything and think we can do everything, but at the end of the day, people specialize for certain reasons and they have expertise. Do you maybe mind sharing, like, what helped you realize that you needed help or, like, when you were able to kind of reach out and ask people for help?
1: most recently i guess um so i was preparing for a market and i'd been preparing for a few months and i wanted to make sure i had all the branding properly and make sure that i'd sent all my email newsletters out and then on top of sewing all the product and like that's a lot for one person and Mm -hmm. having a part-time job and that just has Burnout written all over it. So I think like when I actually got burnt out a week before was like okay now I need to I need to ask for help. I need to start outsourcing some stuff. So I think just like getting to the point of burnout unfortunately was what made me realize. But you know doing the event and then seeing people excited about my products and then just realizing like I don't have to be the one sewing everything. Like maybe that's where I start outsourcing so I can spend more time connecting with my customers and being kind of being the face and voice behind the label and being able to reach more people instead of spending my time behind the scenes sewing. Um, So that was kind of my biggest realization.
0: Yeah, I'm so sorry that you had to reach that, but I'm glad that it helped you realize at least that, you know, you're not superwoman and you can't do it all. You know, you need to ask for help. And on the flip side, do you have any tips or words of advice for consumers that want to be more sustainable with their fashion choices?
1: I think first start out with why you want to choose a more sustainable wardrobe or choose more sustainable choices. It comes back to just practicing mindfulness and kind of reflecting on yourself. Because the whole thing like conscious fashion, like it's about you feeling something for, like there's a reason why you're... Choosing this. So, I think start with that and then um, do your research, start educating yourself. Check out Selena's handbook, of course. It's great to have it all in one area where you can just start learning right away and you're not kind of doing all your own research. And then I think just be okay that your whole wardrobe is not going to be 100% sustainable. Um, Like, keep the pieces that you already have and see. Maybe um, what new pieces you would need to fit within your existing wardrobe. And then when you are buying something new, choose to shop from local brands that are doing the right thing, that are doing um, yeah, a lot of different steps towards sustainability, not just using sustainable fabric, but maybe doing more than that. Or buying secondhand, as it's a lot more affordable per se, if you don't want to spend a ton at once. And choosing quality pieces as well.
0: Totally agree. Invest in your pieces, buy secondhand, and make sure, again, you're buying for longevity and for quality. So speaking of that, like I talked about at the beginning of the episode, we did work together, which was awesome, and you're a former client of mine. And maybe if you don't mind, you can spend a bit of time talking about what that was like, maybe what you learned.
1: Yeah. I was fortunate enough to be able to work with Selena for, was that three or four months? Yeah. Selena is an expert in this field. She wrote a, a 200 plus page handbook. Um, so she has a breadth of knowledge in the sustainability field and she comes at it with a very real and relatable approach. Like I listened to your, one of your first podcasts and you talked about your fast fashion journey as well. And like, I think a lot of us kind of started that way and being really excited about fashion. And then kind of switching. I mean, for me as a small brand, it was great to have your input. You are a consumer as well. So it's nice to kind of get out of my head of like just being like working on the business and such. And then you have someone there that's helping you like work rework through your foundation and your purpose and your legacy. And it was so good to just have all of that written down. And then, of course, Selena is very professional and everything was easily laid out for me so it was amazing working with Selena so
0: (laughs) it was great working with you too and I like again I always say this but I only work with brands that I believe in and I support so yeah it's my pleasure and my last question so for any listeners that want to check you out connect with you or support Bell and Tony how can they do that First way to
1: support if you want to shop on our online store, you can do so. It's www.bellantoni.ca You can check out we have our latest collection, which launched uh, just over a month ago. You can also book an appointment with me and try on the pieces at the studio if you're not sure of your sizing and don't want to buy that online. And you save on shipping as well. You can also subscribe to our email newsletter, which is also on our website and connect with us on instagram which is at bell and tony design have a conversation with us on there
0: (laughs) and that was my interview with bianca from bell and tony a bit of the behind the scenes we were actually recording this in a really small telephone room and i was sitting on the floor and we had the mic propped up on a garbage can So it's great that this is a podcast and not a YouTube video because the YouTube video would have looked really bad. While we were recording, there were some people walking back and forth and a couple doors closing. So hopefully that wasn't too distracting or you didn't even notice it. Big thank you again to Bianca for coming on. I will link all of her stuff down below as well as our links. So make sure you check it out. If you want to help us spread fashion sustainability and recruit more members to join our Reclositive Movement, Make sure you leave us a rating and review. That really helps us. And take a screenshot of you listening to this episode and post it to your Instagram stories and tag us at recloseted. That helps us spread the word and it's also really cool seeing you guys listen to our episodes. I hope you have an amazing week and remember, we are all in this together and together we will write the harmful fashion industry.